I do. And I don't. Is this racist? Oh no, please don't start like this. I can't handle it's it. It's a it's Monday, like mon hey mon, like it's Monday, like it's the Jamaican like, day, like it's a day, mon. I really can't tell you if that's racist. Monday. Anyway, it's Monday, and uh, you're listening to the podcast I Do and I Don't Show podcast show. And it's a podcast where we talk about uh, cultures, uh, different different differences that we might have, um, you know, all around the world, different cultures, different uh, social... <laughs> I'm just hanging my head. You know? I don't know. I don't Sorrow. have any other word than cultures. <laughs> yeah, but I think you should just quit now while you're ahead. But what is this show, Kat? It's a Our show is an intimate relationship advice show. And we are two people who may or may not have any business whatsoever giving people advice on their intimate relationships. And yet, they seem to really want us to sound off on their personal issues. You know, we're good at it. We are. You know, uh, people often say, fake it till you make it. And I feel like we were faking it. And then we did make it. And we're making differences in people's lives. We truly are, which I am not the least bit surprised by. Just look at just look at our iTunes. Somebody wrote such wonderful thanks to us. And we have yet to receive a, a, a review that says, you're garbage. Uh, this is that's horrible. Not, <laughs> let's not tempt fate, please. Let's not tempt they fate. They gave me the worst advice. It ended my relationship and it didn't have to. Um. But yeah, we do give relationship advice and the questions come to you and then you read them, you study them, you pour over them. You, I've, you've told me you've wept um, just trying to work through the question <laughs> for yourself and for the, the asker. And, and uh, you I've really, told you that, really? Yeah, you get emotionally invested and then you bring it to me and I just spout off some nonsense that uh, actually is oftentimes really great advice. Yep. And that's the system. That's the show. It is. And it's not, it's our personalities as well. Like I think about things way too much and Joel just goes with it. Yeah. Just like whatever. It's not that important. That's just my attitude with my my whole life. Your whole damn life. Mm. So we've got three good questions, I mm. think, from three different listeners. Interesting. I would like an episode to be three questions from one listener sometime. <laughs> that would be all right. Follow up. Um, blah, blah, blah. Follow up. Um, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> In addition, yeah. um, shall we shall we just get into it? We shall. All right. I am a straight woman of color who has been dating a white guy for three months. I thought things were going well and have enjoyed how much he seemed to be into me sexually, but then I found out that he's almost exclusively dated women that share my ethnicity. I feel objectified in a way that doesn't feel right to me, and I'm not sure how to proceed. I haven't talked about it with him yet, and it's caused some distance between us. Where do I go from here? Wow. And I, I didn't know that that, I, as we've said, I don't listen to the questions. I don't know anything about the questions before. And I still started with that mon joke. Is this racist <laughs> is what you started with, actually. And I was like, Joel. And here's the first question. Is well, this like racist? The last episode where you start talking about vintage television shows, and then the first question was about who are your favorite TV and movie Am couples. Am I psychic? You might be. I think I'm an in- intuit. You, an, an intuit? <laughs> He's is into that, it. Or is it an, an intuitive? What an you intuitive? Say? I don't, I don't I think say. I'm, <laughs> I think I'm an Inuit. That's what I think. I'm, oh, my God. <laughs> nope. 
No. Pass. 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 Okay. So. So let's let's actually address this reader's this reader this listener's question because I think it's important. Is it racist for somebody to be basically it seems exclusively attracted to a particular uh, race of people? Like I think. I think her concern here is that she's being fetishized, which... Yeah, okay, that's a concern. I can understand. As a redhead, it happens. Okay, but but from what I can gather, like, if you find a person of a particular race incredibly beautiful, mm-hmm. so let's say you've, you've like, dated a few um, Italians, and you're like, oh, my goodness... That re- they really worked for me. Like I just like something about Italians that is consistent with Italians, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of seek out Italian girls because you're like, they. It, it just. We're, I feel very compatible. I feel very attracted to these people. Is that that's fetish? So first of all, you use the phrase "these people." <laughs> And that's, I think, exactly that's, where we're I running into. It. I didn't use it. The your person hy- your hypothetical the, person, yeah. right? So just the notion that you can categorize an entire race or ethnic background or hair color or whatever into like a group and therefore you are only attracted to this group, is it seems absurd to me. But it's it, like I went <laughs> okay, to this is, this is it. okay. Go on. I went to a Catholic high school where I spent every day surrounded by many different Italian girls, and I can assure you that they were not the same. No, of course they didn't look the same. They didn't act the same. They didn't have the same kind of ideas and ways of expressing themselves. So I don't know. I think then, like, if you're only into Italian women, or you're only into black men, let's say, then like okay, but there are, there must be. Um, things about people of certain races who that that are consistent, or that you you go, oh, that person looks very Italian, or right. something, you know. And it could it could it be the dark curly hair, like not all Italians have that, no. But they maybe don't. that's a cliche Italian thing that some people go, that's what I'm attracted to. So right. they associate that with Italianness. I guess this one is hard for me just as a concept because I don't have a type. Like, I don't have a type of person that I'm attracted to. Right, but but I think the, I want to stay on this concept of we can't put people into categories of type because that's what identity politics is. Right. Okay, so if we can't do that, then there's a whole world of, like, victimhood that can't exist, but it does. So obviously we can categorize people. Well, we certainly do categorize. We people. do, and and they're like everyone's doing it. It's it's crazy. Like, okay, so we're not going to say that like <laughs> Chinese people have certain physical attributes that are fairly consistent, right? Like, we can't we can't say that. Like, that's insane. I don't think that's what we're talking about here, though. But we are because we're saying that somebody is looking at a particular race of people and going. I'm attracted, generally speaking. Okay, so we're only focusing on physical characteristics then. Well, I feel like narrative. that's that's what what's her problem? Is her problem that he really likes whatever her culture? Uh, I, no, I, I think it's her ethnicity. It's her ethnicity, which her, I feel like she, would be a physical. She thing. feels objectified based on her ethnicity. Yeah, and that's physical. Yeah, like you're not being objectified because you make the same jambalaya as the next. 
person that you dated before and the next person, you know what I mean? Um, so it, it, it is all, I, I, I would guess, a physical attraction, which is that initial attraction. Right. Right. So the question I would have in this particular case is, did, so, so let's say he meets, you know, five black girls, you know, and he's attracted to black girls. He likes black girls. And then he really connects a little deeper than just the physical with one of them. Mm-hmm. So is she, like, they were all, in a sense, objectified or he had this type that he, you know, they were the ones that he would go out on dates with because they're the one, they're the type, quote unquote, of person he's attracted to. And then when he goes out on a date, it becomes more than just you're that type. I went out on the date with you because right. I'm attracted to this. Right, but no type. one's no one's getting through the door unless they are part of this specific ethnicity or right. race. Right. So, and that's wrong. That's is that what we're gonna? I think it's hugely limiting if you're looking to connect with people. But that's like that's this he this guy's limited himself. Is it? And we can't really say, well, don't do that. You're 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 selling yourself short, or you know, like that can't be a problem for her. Well, I think it is a problem for her. Well, <laughs> but not that he's the limited. Question. The concept isn't that, oh, no, he no, limited I, himself. No. No, I think she's got some feelings around the fact that, like, maybe he wouldn't have been interested in her at all if she didn't happen to be a black woman. And that may be true. Right. But, like, you know, what... Okay, so the question, really, if we're going to step back from this, this is <laughs> we're getting really, like, big picture here, is... Can someone, like, is attraction a valid point ever? Because if yes. it's like, if it's like, hey, and, and I'm talking about just physical, like, ooh, I love big boobs. But if you only date women who With have big, big boobs, boobs that's, that's a problem. You're fetishizing big boobs. Like, you need that in order to get off, basically. Now, that is the question. Do you need the big boobs? But you're so... Well, then the the next question would be then is fetish is is fetishizing something inherently wrong? Well, that's a tricky. I mean, I'm not in a position to make that call. <laughs> My job right now is to give this woman advice about how to proceed in this relationship. Yeah, but what I'm trying to get at in in all of this uh, mumbo jumbo is is to take away her her feeling of oh, I he just wants to be with me because I'm black. The, the the there's the phrase jungle fever you know that phrase yes i'm familiar we know the phrase uh um yellow fever right we know all the fevers when somebody wants to get off with a particular race right you don't date those people and get to know those people and have a relationship with those people you go hmm i wonder what it's like to bang this type of person which is crass and horrible <laughs> and that i think is wrong Right, because then you're just that's objectifying someone. Yeah, that's going out and not caring about them as a human, and just wanting to, like, it's disgusting. Experience whatever that raises, like, as if, like, I don't like understand. one encounter is going to represent the entire. Well, not only that, but like, it's you're it's a person. These are people that are people. Like, they're human beings. They're not just like you, like we say objects or their race, right? So I feel like there's a nuance there and a difference in that 
this person may, and I feel like if there's a relationship happening, did they say how long they were together? No, they haven't. Oh, three months. Three months. Yes, they have. In fact. So he's, he's, so, I mean, that's early, but if he's spending the time to get to know you, he's spending the time to um, build a relationship and it's not just revolved around sex, you know, then he probably appreciates you as a human being. She says, uh, at first I've enjoyed how much he seemed to be into me sexually. Okay, well, then if it is <laughs> if it is exclusively like a sex thing and he constantly comments on your ass or something like that, then maybe it is that he is really into uh, your physical object, like object. Mm-hmm. But if he's trying to get a, like get to know you as a human being, then yes, maybe uh, your ethnicity was the initial attraction, but and maybe he will always be mostly attracted to people of your ethnicity, but that doesn't mean that all he wants is to be with someone that looks like you and he doesn't care about anything beyond that. So even though he has only exclusively dated women that share her ethnicity. Yeah, because there is, like I will say as for myself, there is a particular race of people that I've mostly dated. Right. And I've mostly found these people very attractive. That Like I just, there's something in my physiology <laughs> that reacts to that. Right. And it's not like I choose it. It's just there. It's just there. But will you date people beyond that ethnicity? I have dated people beyond that, that ethnicity. And I've dated people of other ethnicities and then like sometimes just been like floored by how beautiful <laughs> the person of that other race. <laughs> you know what I mean? You see someone, you're just like, oh man, I'm just so attracted to this type of person um, physically. Mm-hmm. So but there's then, a physical, there's some physical characteristics that are commonly shared in this ethnic group that you find deeply attractive. I don't even, I, and by the way, I can't even say like, oh, I like this and this and this. Right. It's more like there's just a, a look, like a general look thing. And I mean, there's beautiful people in every race mm-hmm. and there's unattractive people in every race or people that I'm not attracted to, I should say. Um, like so, I was with an Indian guy for many years who will only date white women. Like he's never dated another racial background. Yeah, is background. that fetishized or is it just uh, like he somehow... No, but I wasn't offended by it, I guess. But I, again, I, like I have no idea what the experience is of a woman of color in this yeah. because I think that there's already so much that's loaded around right. race and ethnicity that right. like this might just be yet another thing to have to fucking process, yeah. which can't feel good. But it's difficult for for me because when I've had conversations and people go, have you ever dated a person like that uh, that shares my ethnicity i've been like well yeah may mostly dated people of your ethnicity and then it's like oh do you have this this fetish fever or this fe-? and it's so like, what do you speak what do you say to that i go no I, I this is what i my little line is like a fever is something that you you have for a short time and you get over it right you, but I don't have a fever. I've got a terminal but illness. But a fetish is something you need to invest in deeply because it's the only way you're really going to s- properly get off. Yeah, it, but it, that's not true for me because, like, I can be with other races. While your eyes are closed and you're imagining yeah. someone else? <laughs> Please, yeah, try to picture. Um, no, but the, I don't think it's a fetish thing. I think it's just an attraction thing. And then, by the way, 
not every one of that race, even if they're very beautiful, do I find compatibility with? Right. Because you... Personality is also yes, deeply the, required. And that's the human... There's a human element there. It's okay. not just like, oh, I love that toy. I like the look of that pet, you know? Like, I'm very drawn to swarthy men, typically speaking. Right. Anyone who looks like they could have been a pirate at some point... <laughs> Is, swashbucklers. Like, swashbucklers. I love them. Uh, but I definitely will date like quiet nerdy types as well. In fact, I think I was exclusively dating nerdy types for a little stretch there because I was like swarthy men and me. No. Um, but I, I don't know. I, like, I, I think the question here isn't though, is fetishism okay or isn't it? Or is he fetishizing <laughs> women of color? I think it's what the fuck do I do in this relationship right now? Well, the the... the so there's a huge debate that can wage on. Yeah, but we're, I don't think we're debating. We're just talking about things. Yeah. But the, yeah. the, the thing is that... Um, Should she call him out or address it and say... These are like, important ideas because for her. Because mm-hmm. she is, I feel, making a giant leap. Yeah. And that's where she's feeling insecure. She, she doesn't even want to say it because she feels objectified. Yeah. But... That, that feeling of objectification comes from just the fact that he's generally like dating people who share her ethnicity. So, okay, like maybe we have to put this out to the people. Is it wrong if this white guy is looking at black women saying they are so beautiful? Like so many of the women who I find beautiful are black women. Yeah. And therefore, like when I see an attractive black woman, I'm going to feel strongly attracted to her in a way that I don't necessarily feel to women of other ethnic backgrounds. So is that inherently wrong? I don't know. I can't answer that. I I will say I don't believe it to be inherently wrong. But there's that is it is a debate that some people I'm sure have. Yeah. But, um, uh, but in her case, I think she should address it with him and talk about it. Ask him, like, where his attraction comes from and, like, you know, what what he's enjoying about their connection beyond the physical. I think that, I, I like that part where it's just, like, uh, I know it's something that you, it, it'd be a crazy conversation and it might be offensive to him, by the way, because um, that as a concept is difficult to sometimes hear and then like answer to because immediately you're like okay i'm racist (laughs) i'm racist and i have a fetish like there's two things to address there right right? like fetishism has a lot of taboo around okay so let me try to determine whether or not i'm a racist fetishist well, you wouldn't be racist, I guess, just a fetishist in that case. But is it inherently well, I th- I racist? Think, I think to- that's the implication that to fetishize someone based on their racial background is or racist. ethnicity is racist. Oh, dear. So, because um, then, like, I, you know, I think the concern, and I'm really speculating here because I'm, yeah. like, as white as they come, I really don't have a place with which I can speak with any kind of knowledge. Yeah. Uh, I think the concern is that that fetish is coming from some stereotypical bullshit that is not, mm. you know, like it's not part of the narrative that anyone wants. Well, and that's part of the thing where, where, um, uh, like, let's say you dated mostly Asians, yeah, and then you would say, "Oh, yeah, my girlfriend's Asian," and somebody would say, "Oh, you like them because they're subservient." Yeah, it's like, well, that's insane. Yeah, no. I didn't. I don't go looking for Asians because I know that they're going to be subservient. Like, yeah, that's it's in, it's nuts. So it's that kind of thing that you're saying. Like, they you don't want him to be looking for a certain thing that is a stereotypical exactly quality. Yeah, yeah. 
So, but I do think that she does have a position in which she can like bring up the conversation, especially if she likes this guy. You know, if, if you're not that attached to him and it's really upsetting to you and you just want to move on, that's a possibility yeah. within a three-month window. I would, st- I would say to start, uh, st- uh, like, cre- create a conversation around the idea of, like, what he values beyond a physical thing mm-hmm. or, or that goes beyond... Cult- not And be, like, subtle about it. Just be, like... And, and think about what your connection, you know, hey, we... we laugh together a lot or we we connect on these different levels and if there's nothing there like absolutely nothing there then maybe you can be like is this all like like what like you just like my physical attributes or you know whatever it is my accent i don't know if she has an accent but (laughs) i don't know either you know who knows who indeed i'd love to hear some feedback from other people on that one though yeah am i crazy I'm pretty sure I'm not crazy. Honestly. Well, you are because we all are, but yeah, but I don't think I'm crazy. Are about you wrong? Is the question. Yeah. <laughs> okay, question number two. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate potentially being stuck in the friend zone with your ex when you've started chatting again but don't know the other's boundaries? If you think you'd like to open the door to rekindling something, how do you broach that? So, this is my ex. We've we've dated mm-hmm. we've started talking again being friendly yeah but how do i know if this is going to be friends or i'm going to be more. able to yeah so how do you open the door yeah if you want to rekindle something well how do you avoid the friend zone you just uh f- what i guess you would maybe i guess you can go t- two different ways on this or probably like 20,000 different ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me guess what you would say. Why don't you just like say what your intentions are? I know. And I'm starting <laughs> to realize there's something wrong with me. Like I'm, I, I've been privy to a lot of complicated relationship stuff happening with people in my life. And so much of it could be avoided if they just sat down and said, I, I want this. What would you like? Yeah. Like why? People are scared. People, of what? The, the reaction, like one one reaction that you can get from saying what you want is the person going, ooh, gross, get away from me, and then they're gone. Okay, yes, and that hurts. Yeah. That's difficult. I have been rejected myself, mm-hmm. and it's not a comfortable thing, but it also eliminates the hours and hours and hours of brain space and heart space and mental space devoted to like wondering what does this person think what does this feel what does this text message mean but what happens if like you are like this person like having a burgeoning little friendship thing and you're you're thinking there's hope um that you may be able to be with them but you also are like happy in what's happening now Mm -hmm. but you feel like if you push or you suggest things or you know it might spook them (laughs) and scare them away then you don't get the friendship that you could be happy with yep and instead and it makes things awkward and uncomfortable and then poof then you gotta set a timeline you have to decide for yourself how long are you willing to be in this like limbo space of not knowing what's up and how long can you exist like that comfortably just to see where it goes? Yeah. I would suggest that you can communicate your intentions 
And again, don't do it in such a way that you're asking them for mm-hmm. any kind of validation. Yeah, you said this one before. Want. I like this. And, and but but in this case, because you don't want to kind of make things awkward or uncomfortable, um, a good thing to do would be communicate this in person so that the the text isn't uh, misconstrued, and to do it in a way that's just like, you know, hey, like maybe so. I don't know. It's not always. You're probably not going to like to suggest it in a joking way, but to <laughs> but to surround the idea with humor and and like upbeat sort of you know uh, a light delivery instead of like I just wanted to say that I'm very interested in pursuing things romantically. If you you know like not that do something like you know. Well, you know, if I guess it wouldn't be crazy if we dated again, you know, or something like that. And maybe even in a passing sort of like offhanded way that you can easily move past. And pretend you were just kidding. Yeah, but or not even just kidding, but you've put it out there like, you know, all right, well, I'll see you to, like I'll see you next week. Or I guess if we started dating and you could come over and, uh, you know, we could you could sleep over. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bye, you know, I don't know, there's something better than that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Do you think a man would grasp that? Because I don't, I don't know the genders of these people, but like, I feel like if a man did that to a woman, the woman would be like, oh, he might be interested in dating me again. But mm-hmm. I feel like if a woman did that to most men, he'd be like oblivious. I don't know if he'd be oblivious, but there's, I feel like he might be um, like, oh, she's joking. So that's where a concern comes. Uh-huh. I think that can happen with both genders. Oh, he's just joking. Haha. But I feel like if there's an interest there, someone's going to try to take them up on that. You okay. know what I mean? Like you're going to hear that because you're going to be sitting there going like, oh, is she still into me? Or is I, he I would still love to you? date her again. So yeah. Um, and then you'll flirt back. You'll say something. Maybe that's the way. answer. Like mild flirtation. A bit of flirtation, a little bit of like touching. Touch on the, the arm. Knee. Yes, yes. Suck the dick once in a while. That <laughs> That's uh, not so mild, but yep. Slide yep. your hand down her pants, play with the clit. I don't know if this is a male or a female. So. Yeah. So some subtle flirtation perhaps or a joking suggestion that they get back together. Or you could take my approach and just put it on the table <laughs> and possibly obliterate any potential for a friendship. And you know what? You, but you, I feel like you can do that cat as well in a way that you, as like don't do it via text it doesn't need to be aggressive and no definitely heavy. definitely never have serious conversations yeah. by text well because it'll, it'll seem more serious or as serious as that person wants it to seem mm-hmm. and you got to be careful there but if you um but you know sometimes this is a concept i was thinking about recently which is the idea that it's Schro- it's you know the schrodinger's cat I think so. It's the one where the cat's in the box and the cat is both dead and alive until you open the box. Because you don't know if the cat's dead and you don't know if the cat's alive. Okay. So as a like philosophical idea, the cat, Schrodinger's cat, is both alive and dead at the same time. Uh-huh. Okay? So if you're sitting there with this friendship, this guy loves you and doesn't love you at the same time. Uh-huh. But you have that love potentially that's there like you there is the love he also doesn't love you but he, there is the love so you're just like i don't know if i want to open the box because right. the cat could be dead yeah 
I'd rather there be the possibility of the cat being alive. Uh-huh. I'll wait till the cat jumps sure. out of the box. I would have the box like in pieces and the cat would be whatever it was because it cannot handle that. Like, I don't know what's going <laughs> Let on. Let me rip open the box. <laughs> yeah, I would eat the box. Possibly also the cat. Yeah, I can't handle the not knowing. It makes me actually crazy. Yeah. All right, so different takes. But um, <laughs> yeah, it might be nicer just to have an upbeat conversation, be like, hey. I'm just really arriving at this place where if I deliver my truth and my honesty in a vulnerable way that is not like highly reactive and demanding, uh, if people can't manage that or if they're offended or upset by it, I just don't, they don't need to be my people. That's true. I learned that from you, Joel. Why? What did I do? No, you, this is how you are. You're like, just, it is or it isn't. Okay. But I mean, I've been, I've been afraid to say what I feel sometimes. I think I've been, I've been, timid and and not wanting to oh i am afraid like don't get me wrong i I do have that like wow i could get rejected but i would just rather know than not know it's it's just so crazy these ideas of like things that you can do or ways that you can behave that will um entice a partner and this kind of thing it's like i would like to just be like hey I'm attracted to you. Are you attracted to me? Do we have a like vibe? Can we like, is this going to work? Like, is this going to happen? Instead of just being like, let me just try very softly and slowly to creep up behind this person and put my hand over their mouth and whisk them away. You know what I mean? Cause that's yeah. what it feels like when you're kind of being like playing a game in, in trying to navigate this sort of silly dating world yeah, I'm really, I may never enter back into the pool ever wow. again. I might not. I feel like when you're a single woman, cat, you are in the pool, whether or not you. No. You mean the. I'm on an island watching the pool. <laughs> people hey. are all, people are all climbing out of the ocean onto the sand of your beach. Get off! Get off! <laughs> I mean. I'm not in this, but okay, fine. You can stay. <laughs> Only the ones who bear fruit can come. Only, the only island. the ones that come on a pirate ship. That's right. They arrive <laughs> on a pirate ship. Oh, ahoy, ahoy! <laughs> yeah, come aboard. Uh. We're gonna get a lot of angry messages from pirates. Yeah, they're like, you're fetishizing pirates. <laughs> you managed to work that voice in here after all, Jesus. Oh God, I miss these days. I wish we could do this every week. Okay, uh, question number three. Yep. <laughs> yep. I realize this is the weirdest time to try a dating app for the first time, but what's your best advice here? Which do I use? Are some better than others if you're looking for something real? What are your top do's and don'ts? I'm going to have to defer to you on this one. because I, I don't honestly... know anything about online dating. Um, <laughs> You've never online dated? I've never online dated, so I don't know what she's talking about. But I've done some research <laughs> for friends, and um, I would say I would recommend... Uh, Hinge is a good one. I, I was, I've really enjoyed Hinge in the past where um, they have these little stupid questions and prompts, but when you answer them, it gives people like a jumping off point mm-hmm. to start a conversation and that's nice. And it's, it's just, I feel like it's a good one. Okay. And Bumble is a good one. Bumble is the one where the women are in charge, right? Yep. Women, women start the conversation. I like that. They also have uh 
you know, question uh, prompts things, but it's not the interface isn't as good as Hinge. Interesting. I I do know, like I have used dating apps, but not for a couple years now. Um, I can't deal when someone has a picture of themselves with sunglasses on. Why? Oh, yeah. Or like if they're holding up fish that they've <laughs> caught. Why? Is this a, do we know if this is a male or a female? No, they didn't what? say. Okay. Um, don't bother mentioning adventures. We know you all want to go out on adventures. So uh, the amount of times I have to read the fucking word adventure is, is tedious, annoying. Yeah, I don't want to see the fish you caught. I don't want you to be wearing sunglasses. Yeah, car selfies are dull. Mm-hmm. In fact, if all of your photos are selfies, I start to wonder if you have any friends who couldn't take a photo of you. Like, mm-hmm. I think there should I have be a timer on my camera. I think there should be. A, yeah, everyone does apparently. If you use this, uh, a smartphone, I have a timer as yeah, well. Yeah, just like set it up and like laugh as if you're in conversation with someone. Uh huh. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? I also don't really understand what's up if people don't have at least one shot of their full body, like so you can get a sense of what their physicality is like. I, I, I when I uh, on my profile, I have a shot of my face, and then I just have a shot of my stomach. <laughs> out of context entirely. I should do the same if I ever end up on a dating just, app. That'll weed out a lot of people. So this is what I look like naked. Yeah. There you go. Um, Do's and don'ts. So, like, do people actually read profiles? I think, yeah, I think so. But put as much information as possible, I guess. I don't know, like reasonably. Like you don't have to put tons of, but that's what I like about these prompts. Cause like on Hinge, you have like, you know, important things like, I guess, height and age and whatever, mm-hmm. that type of thing. And then like whether or not they drink or smoke or do any drugs type of thing. Mm-hmm. So just like those basics. And then, um, then you have a bunch of questions that you can answer. I mean, I don't think there's really even a space for a profile, like I'm looking for this or anything like that. It's, it's not important. Like it's just like two truths and a lie or this and that. And through that, you can show who you are or tell someone who you are. So that's kind of fun, a fun way of doing that. And then the pictures and... Um, well, like, what about heavily filtered pictures? Yeah, or, I was going to mention like, that. Like, for women, if they're wearing, like, a ton of makeup and... It's... it's Yeah, you want to avoid, like... I mean, there's just some really bad pictures. Like, and it, so bad, in fact, that you go... Like, I feel like you could buy the one of the worst phones in the world and take way better pictures than this. <laughs> like, and the, the so f- glossy and... S- s- kind of foggy almost (laughs) like the filter is just so obliterating the person you go okay this is probably someone who does not look 22 have you ever met someone in real life who looks nothing like their photos uh no i don't think i've run into that because i i think i just was more able to determine when things were gonna be insane so i (laughs) yeah you should maybe share that well, just, you can like you get a sense. The, a lot of the fil- the when things are heavily filtered with hearts in them and stuff, you you can guess that that person's not. What are they hiding? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think you know. I like your advice to not spend the whole time just texting back and forth. Like, oh yeah, try to get a phone call in there. Nobody wants to. I mean, in COVID, it it's different, but I feel like. But you could still go on a distanced walk with someone. The the and I think it's on both sides of the gender aisle um that 
some people, some guys are there just wanting to chat and not, they're just not going to go out. Because I've seen people that say, if you're not going to meet me, don't bother matching type of thing. Right. So maybe there's some ego boost guys out there. And then there's ego boost girls. Yeah. And then there's girls who are like, well, give me three weeks of your time and energy texting every day. That's too long. And then maybe I'll meet you. And it's like, no. No, that's too long. Yeah. How about you meet me when you're ready to meet we'll we'll chat like what do you think is a reasonable amount of time before you meet up with someone in real life or even have a phone call say i feel like like i've had a phone call the day of the match right just because we were available like there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with like moving things along i agree uh the whole point right yeah (laughs) But you don't, like, it's, you know, so if you match, you have a few lines back and forth, and then it's like, hey, do you want to do one of these voice calls mm-hmm. or even a video chat or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, sure. And then you just pop on and you have a conversation. Usually those are, I mean, for me, they go, they're usually quite long. Are people getting COVID tested before they have sex now? Is that like a thing? I don't know. I have no, I don't have a concept of that. I don't, that's not a reality for me. I guess it's an individual choice. Right? Yeah. I like, seems over the top. Can you put this plastic bag over your head <laughs> while we have sex? It's the thing. Hey, by the way, we haven't talked about this, but um, you do you remember that we had the new kind of uh, idea that like do oral sex like do 69ing or have sex through a hole in the wall. Yeah, the glory the, hole. Yeah, the glory uh-huh. hole. But the 69ing was part of it. And do you remember like ages ago when COVID started happening and they were like, no, no tossing salads. Yeah, they were. The New York Department of Public Health posted something telling people to stop having analingus. Yeah, but now it's okay to do the 69ing thing. Like what orifices are, are okay? I don't know. You know? like I guess, it's I guess any that you can't cough out of. <laughs> You can cough out of your butthole. I mean... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Sorry, that was my ass. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay, so top do's and don'ts. Do we feel like we've covered them all? The top do's and don'ts. Top do's and don'ts. Yeah. <laughs> the main one was get get out there and meet someone as soon as you possibly can because you're going to, like, it's going to be such a waste of time. And, like... I know people who go, hmm, oh, this is a nice guy. Let me invest my time and energy in this one person until they prove themselves like to not be that great. And usually that's a tall ask because the, these people are just like, all right, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. It's a bit of a numbers game. And I know it sounds... Like, how many people do you chat with at one time, too? That was well, one that always stumped me. I think it depends me. on the person, how popular... Like, I, I never was getting so many matches that I'd have, like... Multiples on the go. <laughs> like, I, Hinge, I had a lot of matches with Hinge, but then people don't talk to you or they just... Yeah, it's usually they fade out mm-hmm. or you talk for a bit. It's boring. You don't get anywhere. There's nothing spicy happening. So it's like... You know, to to actually get to the point where you're like, hey, I'm excited about this person, and then you meet them, and they're like, wow, this is, we had a great time in per, like in the flesh, and, and then like for that stuff to move forward, like you have to kind of funnel it all down, but you have to like play that 
and it's not playing the game, but you have to do that numbers game where you go, all right, I've got 20 matches. I'm going to try to talk to them all. Okay, only 10 of them responded. All right, from the 10 that responded, four gave me a dick pic right away. So, <laughs> you know, the, these six I'm going to um, have a conversation with. Oh, only three of them uh, were entertaining or interesting. And then one of them I finally met, and that's a great person. Or maybe you met four of them, but, like, one of them you really connected you to. So you got to go down. You can't just be like, all right, I've matched three people. Let's see what happens with them. Like, I, I feel like I'm arriving at the probably the most opportune place with which to start this kind of thing because I don't care. <laughs> like, I really don't care. I'm so enjoying being alone and hanging with my kids. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And so I feel like it'll just be entertaining at this point. I think that like there was time in my life where I was like, it'll happen when you, you're not looking for it, you know, and this was, I think a little bit pre-dating and it kind of rang true where it was Not anymore because we are not allowed to leave our houses basically, but. (laughs) Yeah, it feels, and not even pre-COVID, like in the advent of online dating, it felt like. Things can't just happen organically. Everyone is busy. But not just everyone is busy, but it just doesn't feel like you can approach people. I don't know. I Maybe that's partly my nerve, nervous and anxiety-ish thing. You are nervous? Like, I just don't like, uh, in that vein, like, I like to talk to people. I like it when, like, you organically sort of, like, start talking to someone in person and you just enjoy them. And then it's like, hey, I like this person. Maybe there, you know, could be something there. It's happened, I think, twice in my life. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm trying to decide if I want to attempt online dating or if I just want to see how, how far like people I connect with in real life circumstances will take me through this. Yeah, it, it, who you're connecting with when you have to stay home all the time. Yeah, it's very risky, Kat, but good luck. I, I'm a real fan of the gram for the dating these days. Um, <laughs> I'm not dating anyone. I think it's also very important that there's a phone call before you meet up in real life. Yeah, if you're online exclusively, have that voice or video chat. Oh, yeah, video chat. And uh, show off your plants and you'll, you'll get a vibe for someone. Yes. All right, well, that's our episode. Sounds good. Uh, Hey, guys, do you have questions because your relationships are garbage or you want to know about dating and uh, analingus? Please send us a message to I do and I don't show at gmail.com or I do and I don't show on Facebook and Instagram. Also, if you've been enjoying this podcast, we would love it if you could leave us us a review. Oh, uh, leave Leave us us a a review. review and give us a rating. It's going to help us reach more people and find more friends on the internet. And if you don't want to do that because you're selfish, just share, share things. Like we never get, I don't think we've ever asked people to just share our stuff. Like share our stuff. If you're sitting there going like that was a funny episode. I don't know this episode. Well, I did cough out of my ass. I think that's, (laughs) I think that, that, that deserves a a thumbs up. Not, not a thumb up my ass. (laughs) poorly worded um but share share our episodes uh if you enjoy them and just say hey check this out it's they're silly um and uh the last thing that i have to say before we sign off for another great episode of i do and i don't podcast show is go get some helium and speak in a high voice once in a while <laughs>